taking a look at some of the ways that we're stocking up our pantries during the coronavirus. I'm sure you've been to your local grocery store. It might be a little more hectic than some visits for sure. Some local grocery stores have been picked thin in the wake of thousands of Metro Detroiters stocking up in preparation for quarantine. But instead of frozen and canned foods, one Wayne State nutritionist says creating your own soups and grain-based dishes is a healthier way to feed yourself and your family during this crisis. Diane Kress says, before you go shopping again, pay attention to what can still be used at home. Let's start with the food you already have in your house and how not to waste it. Things that perish quickly, like your dairy products, your produce. How do you how do you use those up without letting them go to waste? And then how many of those things do you actually want to buy at the grocery store, right? So say so you're in the dairy aisle, you know, milk goes bad within a fairly short amount of time, but things like cheese last longer, cottage cheese, yogurt, kefir, things like that are probably better choices. But you can use your dairy products to make things like soup, and that's also a great way to use up your produce that's going bad, and then you can freeze that. So that's a good way to use those things that you already have in your house that are perishable. Would you want to buy more produce while you're at the grocery store if, if, if you think it might be the only visit you're going to be able to make for maybe like a week? Right. So what I would recommend in those cases is buying the types of produce that last the longest. And there are definitely differences. So this is a bit of a crude explanation, but in general, the vegetables that are harder and drier last longer, like carrots, beets, um, maybe even potatoes, onions, cabbage, things like that. So you can stock up on those. And then if you store them properly, they will last a pretty good amount of time. And then when they start to go, you can make a soup or you can even cook them and then put them if you have a freezer and then put them in um you know, like gallon bags and flatten them out and stick them in the freezer that way. So that's a way to preserve what's going bad so that you don't, you don't want to be throwing anything away right now for a lot of reasons. You know, food waste is a big problem that we need to tackle, but also, you know, food insecurity and hunger. If you're not able to get back out to the grocery store, you want to maximize what you have. You know, we've seen at least a a few instances, a few photos across the metro region of uh, store shelves being emptied. Uh, toilet uh, paper. <laughs> yeah, toilet paper and things, you know, but it looks like a lot of people have been uh, canned food is 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 getting low and rice and things like that. So, um, so if you're not able, if you don't have those kind of things and you want to make some sort of soup, what would be the very basic way to make, say, a broth if you don't have broth? I sort of wing it and it starts with either butter or oil and onions and celery or whatever you have and just cooking your vegetables down, just cooking them and cooking them and cooking them long and slow. And pretty much everything can contribute to a broth. Uh, People who are good at it will make much more delicious broths than people who are winging it like me. Um, But the, the nutrients and the nutritional quality is still there. A reference for that would probably be something that comes from like an extension service. So MSU has really good extension information online available to people on how to how to make things taste better. Let's go back to the grocery store. If you're on yeah. if you're on a trip and maybe you've been to a couple of them and, and they're just some stuff is running low that you would have wanted to get. How much food can a family of four really go through in a week? <laughs> it completely depends on that family of four. So you can you can get the most out of things like dried beans and peas instead of canned beans and peas, right? First of all, they're less expensive, they store better, 
and they expand when you add water. So so those are good ways to have enough food. And, and, and are we talking a week? Are we talking two weeks? Are we talking three weeks? Part of the problem is we don't really know what, what we're preparing for, right? I I would say, you know, I don't know how to answer specifically how much could a family of four go through, but I'm a family of one and I go through, you know, I go through my groceries every week. Yeah. Okay. So, so take me through your, your shopping list right now. <laughs> well, so whole grain, rice and pasta. So, so the dried things will last forever, right? Store them properly. They'll last forever. So make sure you have rice, pasta, quinoa, farro, any of those sorts of grains that you like, couscous, um, lentils, oats, those are all really good things for you and really good things to have in your pantry all the time anyways, and they'll last forever. Um, dried beans, dried peas, those are good too, but the canned versions are good if you don't have the patience to or the knowledge to, although it's not hard to soak them, um, you know, to prepare them that way. Um, so those are things that I definitely have in my pantry now in greater abundance than usually. I'd say I have a three-week supply of the canned stuff and probably a two-month supply of the dried stuff just because it lasts forever, not because I think we're going to be two months of eating out of our pantries. And then what else? I'm actually looking in my pantry as we talk. Things I would never usually buy are some frozen vegetables. You can freeze them yourself, but you can also buy them frozen. A lot of times if you buy the store brand, you can get like 10 bags for $10, like stocking up my freezer with those things. Um, and nuts, that's what I forgot. Lots of nuts and seeds, great source of protein, good for you, shelf-stable. Um, so almonds, walnuts, you know, those things can become very expensive. So that's not an option for everybody, but if you can afford them, it's a great thing to have in your pantry as well. Are there any foods that are particularly uh, valuable to keeping your respiratory system oh, up? I don't have a direct answer for that, I think. <laughs> okay. I, and, and I hesitated because you're going to see on the Internet a lot of misinformation about foods that will help prevent COVID-19, foods that, you know, oh, if you were a vegan, you would never have gotten it to begin with. There's a lot of misinformation and, and like, scare tactics out there right now. I think if you just eat a balanced, healthy diet and you maintain your immune system, not through any specific food, but by being healthy. So maintain your exercise habits, eat healthfully, um, eat a balance of foods from all the different food groups. That's what's going to protect you from getting sick, not any specific nutrient or any specific food. And I think people who are trying to sell you on that might have something specifically that they're trying to sell you or an agenda to push. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like what what else have you been seeing uh, miss as far as what will help people not catch it? So, you know, that the, the outbreak began in meat markets in China, right? And so an argument is, well, if everybody was vegan, that never would have happened because people wouldn't be eating meat. That's a ridiculous argument. Nobody thinks that everybody in the world should be vegan. Well, there are people who think so, but, but it's not a reasonable argument or a reasonable position. So that, that's one of the myths that, you know, meat eaters are the cause of what's happening, right? So there is also a lot about different metals, in particular silver, that, that can help kill the virus. So if you eat these supplements or take these supplements, those will kill viruses and those will protect you from getting sick. And that's all nonsense as well. Antioxidants, yes, they're good for you. Do you need them in particular in supplement form? No. You need them from your food. Um, 
so one of the things that I always push in class and whenever anyone asks me and you asked me, so I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, get your nutrients from food and then you get the right doses. If you start taking supplements, then then your dosing is, is um, what's the word I'm looking for, imbalanced. And so then things don't work the way they were intended to work if you just get them from food and food's cheaper and um, tastes better. I, can, I, I can't think of any more reasons to eat food instead of taking supplements, but I am not in favor of taking supplements, especially to prevent viral infection. I guess the big one that people will talk about is zinc because there is some small amount of evidence in the literature that um, a diet adequate in zinc can help delay or shorten the duration of the common cold, which is a virus, right? And so people are extending that and extrapolating that to this situation. Is it true? Isn't it true? I don't know. But if you get enough zinc from your diet, it, does, it doesn't matter. Just eat the right foods and you should be okay. It's kind of a boring message. Um, you know, it's not very sexy. Pretty well supported by, by the scientific evidence that you should get your nutrients from food. That is Diane Kress, a nutritionist and associate professor at Wayne State University. She spoke with culture chefs Amanda LeClaire.